Hello and welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 53. Hi, and welcome to this special episode of the Success IQ podcast. Why is it special? I hear you cry. Well, it's special because I am celebrating the one year birthday this week for the show, and I really cannot believe that it has been a year. I mean, so much has gone on. It is, there are so many um, challenges that I have faced, uh, both personally in order to learn about the whole podcasting thing and, you know, getting the, getting the great guests that I get on the show and all of those sort of things. It's, it really has been a huge learning curve, but it has been a most liberating and enjoying process as well. And, you know, the first thing of all, what I'd, I'd like to say is I'd just like to say a huge thank you to all the support that you have have given me um, listening to the show and also to all of you who have sent lovely emails to me, lovely messages, who have, who have chatted to me when they've met me at uh, places I've spoken to or when they find out that I've, I'm doing a podcast show and they've had a listen. I'm extremely grateful for the for your kind words and also your suggestions about what you'd like brought into the show, the types of topics that you want to cover. It really is lovely having that feedback from you and also seeing about what bits that you really love about the show and bits that you um, have really, how they have really helped you in growing yourself and developing yourself and some of the messages of some of the stories and challenges that you've faced and how you feel that some of the content that has been shared within the program has helped you is is it's truly humbling and I'm extremely grateful for your courage in sharing that message but it what is amazing is is that you know this show's been going 12 12 months um we have listeners from 49 different countries many of them I had to actually look up on a on a, an atlas I had to admit because they um but it is from Japan, Dubai, um, New Zealand, China, um, Korea, um, South Korea, I may add, um, America, Russia, South America, South Africa, Canada. It's, it's, it is truly amazing how many people are actually listening to the show. So I'm extremely grateful um, for you to do that. So as you um, can imagine, that what I wanted to do is I wanted to do something a little bit different. So uh, you guys have got to put up with me for the, for this episode. So I apologise for in forthwith. Um, so, but the idea is is what I want to do is I want to go through a couple of things. So first of all, I want to share with you the um, top episodes of the show and to talk a little bit about that and also share about some of the life lessons that I've been asked about my favorite life lessons and I want to share about that a little bit of a little bit of uh, telling you what's happening in the future with the show as well and then I will bid you adieu and you can enjoy the rest of your day evening whatever when you listen to this Okay, so let's just jump straight in and talk about the most downloaded episodes of the show. Um, and we start with the third one. So coming in third is episode 27, and that's with my good friend Roger Masterson, a.k.a. The Castleman. It was a really great episode when I had him. One, because he's a good friend of mine, and he has really helped me look at certain things and challenge myself to be more than I 
um, to step outside that comfort zone, which I so often talk about. He's been a huge help for me. He's also a guy that really gets me to look at having meetings in a different way. So, for example, we have our meetings when we meet. We meet probably every quarter, at least we try to. Um, we have our meetings in the Yorkshire Dales where we go for long walks in the in the amazing countryside. Most of the time it's dry. There's been a few times where it's absolutely poured um, and that's been an experience in itself. But it's, you know, it's it's lovely to do that and, and look at doing them in a, a different way. And it certainly brought me to look at doing meetings in a different way as well for a certain type of meeting. Um, but he is he is a, a, a re- he's how he would describe himself. He's a disruptor. And in the episode, we we talked about the entrepreneur, the you know the mindset that an entrepreneur needs to do, also the challenges that they have from a logistics point of view and getting things set up. And it was a it was a really uh, fantastic episode for him. Um, and I'm so glad that he's got up to the top top three, um, which he'll probably be absolutely stunned and blown away at. I'm not. Um, in fact, there's an awful, to be absolutely honest, um, all of the episodes have been absolutely fantastic, but the statistics don't lie. Um, Roger is number three on the list. Number two is the um, episode four that I did with uh, a lovely lady called Lisa Dad. Now, I know Lisa from a community that I uh, was a founding member of called the Evolutionary Business Council. And uh, Teresa Dugobois, who was also on the show, um, is the founder of that. But it, it is such an amazing community of, of just people who, it's almost like a family. It's a, it's a great community I'm wanting to share. And, and Lisa came on the show. And I was really grateful for Lisa because, one, I was extremely nervous because it was my very first episode for an interview that I was doing for the show. And she was um, an absolutely fantastic guest to have. W- one of the reasons why I wanted her on the show is one of my key lessons is about defining success. And she was so eloquent in how she talked about it and the content that she was talking about was was so important to me about the importance of defining our success. Mainly because I think what happens is, is so many people pursue the commercial version of success. They pursue this ridiculous um, perception of success is just all about the bling. Um, we see it all the time on Facebook where people are walking out their, you know, 14-bedroom homes and they've got nine supercars on their drive. I mean, I'm still trying to work out how many supercars you actually need on a drive um, to actually state that you are um, successful in that, in the financial side. Um but actually, one of the other, one of the key important things that she said, and that I am, um, am completely one hundred percent behind, is that you really have to find your own version. And there's nothing wrong with pursuing uh, financial wealth, but there are so many other ways to be um, to be wealthy and healthy as well. And it's really important that you really tap into what it is that's key for you. So I think that's a. That's a really important one to make sure that you um, look at that. And then the number one most downloaded episode for the show is episode 21. And this was with Stu McLaren. Now, there were so many challenges and personal battles I had to fight with it myself to 
not only to get to the point where I was ready to interview Stu, but also just to the point to get to see if he would join me on the show. And a lot of that was because of he is, you know, way, 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 way ahead of me in in his and in the sphere of influence and the types of people he works with. But I absolutely love his work. I love his personality. I love the way he came across. And I really came across Stu in um, when he was ho- co-hosting, I think it was season three of Michael Hyatt's podcast show. And, you know, he, he very much, his, his ethos about business and work and life is fun, family, and enjoying what you do. And you can see that in everything he does. And Stu is, Stu is you know, he's, he works with some of the great um gurus personal development um you know gods so to speak in that world and he he is just so down to earth it's it's absolutely it's lovely to see and you know was when you when you go to a guy who you look up to and and you and you respect and you think I'm going to ask him to come on the show, but he's going to say no because he's going to be so busy and all of this stuff is going to going through my head. And I think it was my, uh, it was, I think it was my younger son, Josh. He just said, well, dad, why don't you just message him and see? And normally my, my, when I work with my clients and when I, you know, teach, I talk about ask, 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 and you know, just doing it. What's the worst could happen? But there was so much stuff bouncing around, I couldn't believe it. So I went on Messenger, sent him a message. He is the quickest response I have ever had from any guest who, who I have asked to appear on the show, apart from friends um, or associates that I know who have been on. He literally replied, it must have been within about 10 minutes. Yeah, Jeff, love to be on the show. Um, let's let's arrange, arrange a date and we'll get everything sorted. And he came on and the the amount of amazing content that Stu shared on the episode was brilliant. I actually um, had to apologize because we overran, I think probably by about 25 minutes because he was stacking so much information. And in fact, he said, yeah, yeah, he, you know, I've, I kind of like after the show had recorded, he said, yeah, I've got to go now because the kids are coming up the drive and I stop work when the kids come up, <laughs> the kids come in. So I was like, well, thank you very much and I'll see you later. So, um, yeah, I'm forever grateful for Stu to, to do that. But also what it did was is it gave me that that courage to start going out there and asking other guests who initially I, pro- I would have thought that I couldn't get on. And we've had some of those people on the show and we've got some of those people lined up for the future. So... Um, yeah, Stu was Stu was an absolutely amazing guest. I'm really, really chuffed that he came up on the show. So I'm really excited about this new exclusive and intimate membership I am launching to celebrate the one-year birthday of the show. It's a hybrid combining the benefits of masterminding and group coaching, as well as so much more. It really is stacked full of additional fantastic bonus content. If you're looking for a highly supportive group that will hold you accountable to achieve your goals and assist you to take your life to the next level, this is the community for you. It's called the Success IQ Alliance and it is only open to 10 people. That's right, only 10 people. 
If you'd like to be one of those 10, then head over to the Facebook page and register your interest. There is an application process so I can make sure that only the right people become part of this exclusive community. Join this transformational community and start creating that exceptional life today. Visit facebook.com forward stroke success IQ podcast to get all the information you're looking for. So one of the things that also keeps coming up and people keep asking me if I meet them or if they hear an episode of the show and they talk about the, the life lessons is, is how the life lessons have resonated with people, both as guests who have come back and said, you know what, you know, but I, I love the life lesson, the life lesson part, but also from you guys, the audience who have listened to it and you've shared some lovely stories, how it resonated with you how it's um, made you think about things in a different way, all of those sort of things. And, and, and that really does humble me because it's, it moves that I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. And it's really challenging because these were written for me and everyone has a real powerful message and story behind it and backstory behind it that's made me sort of think of that as a lesson. But ultimately, the idea of these lessons was to create them as an internal lessons for my for my kids. So as my kids grew up, um, and and you know, I would eventually have written this in a in a in a book with the lessons, and it would be passed on to both of my children for um for I guess what I would love to think is words of wisdom um from their dad or as the generations grew from their granddad, their great-great-granddad, and it moved on. And each family would add their own life lessons to it. So it, it grew in its in its in um, in the lessons and, and, and in the teachings. And that was really the idea of it. And it wasn't until I started mentioning it to people where people said, you know, I wish you could, could you not put that in the show? And it became a, an idea of then, well, yeah, actually it could be a good talking point and a topical point with the guests, especially when they don't know what it's going to land on. So they're completely unprepared. Although I have to admit, there's an awful lot when we talk about stuff, you will have heard on previous episodes when they go, well, that's what we've just been talking about. So there and those sort of things. I can assure you, none of them are rigged. They just pick a number from one to 50 and whatever turns up, shows up. So to go through these key key lessons, I'm going to share with some of the important ones that I am um, that I think is really crucial for you to look at. So number one is defining success, but we talked about that about Lisa's episode when we're talking about the top episodes. So that to me is one of the key ones. You need to be able to identify what is going on, what it is you want, because once you understand that, once you have that clarity on what success means to you, you can then plan the goals, actions, and direction that you want to take your life in order for you to achieve that. So I think that's a real key one. The other one is embracing fear. You, you know, quite often when you're speaking to people, they, they're, they're surprised that they're frightened that when it is that they want to do something that's, you know, maybe taking their business to a next level or maybe, you know, following their passion and yet they're doing something that really does, um, will take it to the next level, but they're frightened. And they seem to be surprised that they're frightened. And, you know, fear is natural. Fear is one of those things that is going to show up, mainly because you're doing something that's uncomfortable. And if you are taking 
You know that saying where life begins outside your comfort zone? It, anything that's uncomfortable can be terrifying because it's doing something that you don't have the skill set for, you may not have the knowledge, you've got no idea of the results. All of those things are part and parcel of the development of your your mindset, development of your your personality. All of those things are part of that, that you are having to challenge on a day-to-day basis to create that that person you want to be that lifestyle that you want to live and for me it's when you experience the that exceptional way of living whatever that means to you it and and I don't have a a cast iron image of what that looks for each and every person that's your own pursuit your own you know um it's your own canvas and that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to paint that picture in how it shows up to you in your head so but it's you what you have to understand is is that fear is part of that process and it's not about getting rid of the fear it's about going through the fear doing the thing that you need to do in order to change your life and create that positive impact and the results will go to you don't have to be frightened of that anymore because you've done it but it's not about getting rid of fear you know this is where the courage comes into it because to do anything that requires you to challenge yourself and step outside your comfort zone requires you to go through some fear. So whether that is you wanting to learn how to run a marathon or whether it is that you are uncomfortable with your body image, but you want to go to the gym and work out to get fitter and and healthier, you've got to break through some fear barriers. If you are wanting to start your own business and move from corporate to your to the entrepreneur itch, so to speak, that's going to take an awful lot of fear. It's going to take fear for you to maybe stand up and do a presentation in front of 100 people, maybe even 10 people, it's going to be frightening. But if you are wanting to develop and be better and achieve that level of success that you're looking for, because speaking to those people may make that or going to the gym is going to give you that result or learning to run the marathon is going to do that all of those things uh, is, is fear and once you learn to break through that and go through that and don't get me wrong I have I have many I have fear about things I try I have fear still linked to health issues that I've had because of my meningitis and my chronic fatigue there are things that I am challenging on a day-to-day basis to overcome. But if I give in, I don't move. I become stagnant. I become static. And that, to me, is boring, mundane, and 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 dangerous because I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to... Why would anyone, why would any of you guys want to live a mediocre life? If you're listening to this, you're looking for something. You're looking to develop, you're looking to grow, you're looking to do something in order to create something special. And that to me is the 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 difference between those people who just accept fear and run away and those people who turn head down and charge through it and go, well, okay, that's, that's what it is. So that's why I feel that is a, a really important lesson that you need, that I've learned anyway, and that I think is important. One of the other ones is number number three is starting your day right. And this is when we talk about the habits. And, you know, I wrote a blog about it, about, you know, a five-minute habit that can change your life forever. And I, I really do believe that. 
it doesn't take five minutes when you first start. Granted, it, it's a bit of a development phase. But once you start getting into that, then there is nothing to me more important than making sure that you start the day right. However it is, you know, the, the, it is, for me, it's about getting myself into the most positive state of mind that I possibly can. And, you know, don't get me wrong, it, it can irritate the hell out of my kids, <laughs> my wife, when I'm so positive. But that's just the way I need to deal with things. I need to be. That's not to say I acknowledge that things don't always go my way. And that, um, you know, I can, I know from my own personal experience, I can sink into that depressive state very easily. But I've got to manage that. And managing that means that I've got to get into that positive state as much as possible. So my morning routine very much helps me do that. So the first thing is, is gratitude, practicing three forms of gratitude every single day and making sure when I first did it, I would look at the big things. So be well, I love my wife, I love my kids, I'm grateful for them, I'm grateful for um, my family, I'm grateful for having a roof over my head, I'm grateful for you know having been able to have fresh water, all of those sort of things that are actually easy to feel, but there was no... There was no real meaning behind it in some ways because they were easy. And one of the things that you need to do in, when you practice gratitude is to start really, you know, digging deep to think about getting that gray matter working to think about, well, what is it that I'm actually grateful for? Because the idea is, is that the simpler you go, the easier it is to identify so I use a, a, the five-minute journal. To, um, I actually use two systems. I use the five-minute journal because it's on my phone and I, can rec and I can record that and I can always keep reviewing it when I am, wherever I am. But also I use the best self journal as well because I love the, um, the commitment I have to make to taking the time out and writing it in the book. But that generally stays at home. But then I just copy the stuff over to my five-minute journal. It's long-winded, but it just works right for me. And at the end of the day, any strategies that I talk about, any strategies that I teach, sometimes we've got to tweak them slightly in order to fit our own personal styles and everything else. So that gratitude is so important because when you can start, and you know, really being grateful for the for the sun on your skin or the the, the lovely damp um, air in the morning in an autumn. Or the the uh, you know walking in the frosty morning and just feeling the 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 cold breath on you all of those sort of things you can you can find in in any moment you've just got but it takes practice to get into looking at things that deep so that's one of my routines another one's meditation you know I'm a firm believer and one of the things I realised that when I started to get well and started to recover was mindfulness. And mindfulness is a state of mind. You know, mindfulness really is a mindset. Meditation is a training, um, a training system that not only obviously benefits of relaxing the body and everything else, but it teaches you to be more present. And one of the things I realized when I was starting my recovery is that the the only time that you can control is the now that's the only time you can take responsibility you can decide how you want to feel you can decide what you want to what actions you want to take but that's only in that present moment too often we're worried about things that are going to happen in a fortnight or you know happen tomorrow and we're worried about what we said yesterday and actually what we said yesterday is done how we deal with that th those things today is what matters and what's happening in the future 
realistically to some extent is having a plan and going for that future is fine you know because it helps you plan those sort of stuff but actually how you feel and act is relevant to each and every moment you are living and that's what you really need to to really focus on when you start doing it so if you're feeling in a bad mood ask yourself how is it that i'm wanting to feel you know what feelings do you want to feel and then you can use all sorts of things like tapping into memories to help kick off the right physiology and to help you get into that right state because the the body the brain remembers the mind is such an amazing tool and we need to use that to its best ability and then the final one is the mirror stuff so i give myself a pep talk every single morning i've done this since may the 9th 2006 and it is where i you know i face the mirror every single morning and i have this pep talk i say the same phrase over and over and over again now the the idea is is that when i say it i've got th- several things that i need to make sure and it's one of the reasons why i do it in front of a mirror because i can check if i am congruent when i look at my reflection so first of all it's posture if i'm going to be saying positive things i want to be in a positive posture saying it when i'm tired and my shoulders hunched and i'm you know i'm i'm holding myself up on the on the uh on the the wash basin is not right place to be so i need to get myself into the right posture how i say the words the tonality of how i say the words the cadence of how i say the words that is also hugely important because that creates meaning and we all have had those people say things to us and we know they just don't mean it it affects us in a a deep level so give yourself the respect to actually say it to yourself with the same amount of respect as you'd want to say to someone else because that is so important and then the other thing is obviously the words one of the the ways i do is is what is it that i would love people to say to me what is it that I would love to hear from people to say about me, about my personality, about how I live, about you know who I am as a person? What is it that I would love to say? And those, those phrases are, are woven into the phrase that I use. And this is fluffy, but I really don't care. I always end the, um, the pep talk with I love you at the end. Now, I've been through clinical depression, you know, I've gone through that point where I just life wasn't worth living and I left the house to to go and commit suicide. So when I say I love you, I'm talking about from building a resilience, a self-esteem and a confidence that allows me to be a better person and to accept who I am um, as a person and who I am as um, in the world. And that to me is very important. It takes a a remarkable amount of courage to say I love you it's a very difficult thing but I challenge anyone to say it and the more you say it the better it feels the first time I remember saying it I just broke into tears because I didn't believe it I thought it was the complete um utter bs but I'm so much more better at it and I do it all the time now the golden rule is is I don't leave that mirror until I've done it three times congruent and um with meaning and conviction and then i'm ready to get on with my day and that is a strategy that i've used for many years um and it's really helped me with my confidence and self-esteem because when you are confident and you appreciate yourself you are an unstoppable force there's still things that you're going to learn there's still mistakes you're going to make but you come from a very very different place 
So for me, that's that's a really important one as well. And then finally, the real another real key one for me is making sure you've got the right people around you. And many, many books talk about this, but I am amazed with how many people, even, you know, coaches and 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 entrepreneurs who are you know really uh, conscious of their their personal development and that sort of thing i'm still amazed at how many people they have in their lives that are actually um holding them back now it's it's a hell of a lot more of a challenge when it's family members um but you know that's something that you have to each and every one of us has to deal with in our own different ways and that's fine but you need to make sure that your inner circle, your support group that you have, whether that be a culmination of friends, relatives, family, you know, um, family members, um, it is that is what associates those sort of things is it is key. And one of the ways I do that, I mean, my I've I've taken a long, long time to develop my inner circle, um, and what I do is generally is I rate them. And unfortunately for my friends who are listening to this, yes, you have a rating. <laughs> I I rate them out of 10. And anyone that doesn't meet up to an eight and above, they don't, they they are not part of my inner circle. They're, they're, um, they're, they're walking around the perimeter. I still think the world of them. I still respect them. But they they are not part of my inner circle. And, you know, I'm okay with that. And it's, it's, it's not, an, it's not meant to be an insult to anyone. It's just that I have to be very careful with the people I surround myself with. And I'm do the same with my coaches and my mastermind. In fact, my coaches I, and my mastermind, I rate at a higher level. And if that's not a nine and above, then I need to start looking for a new coach or I need to start looking for a new mastermind group. So because my, my personal development and my personal support structure is so important to me, and when you start looking at that, because we all have those people that hold us back, they they don't, they're not doing the things that they said they were going to do, and all of those sort of things. So I think that's a real crucial thing that you need to look at is is making sure that you've got your right the right people in your team. My biggest one's my dream team. It's my wife and my two kids. They are they are the the momentum behind me. They are the the um, light in the darkness. All of that, the, all of those cliches. They are the ones that spur me on to succeed and when things are bad they keep spurring me on because i want to give them the um obviously the the love and everything else but i also want to give them a great life and part of that is making sure that they see their dad constantly working towards um making himself better in both from a business point of view and a self in a, in a self way but i just think that's a really important part as well so yeah, so they're the, they're the key lessons really. Okay, and then finally, we're, what are, what's happening next year? So there's a couple of interesting things. I mean, really the format of the show isn't going to change because we've had such great feedback from the listeners, you guys, about what it is about the show. So I'm not really going to change much. I'm adding a new question onto the second part of the show and that's about morning habits. Do you have a morning or after, uh, actually morning and evening habits just so we can work and try and find strategies that become again a common thread, much like the other questions that I ask 
just to see what is what are the, the habits that they use. So it may help you to develop your habits in the morning and in the evening to help you sort of start the day right and end the day right as well. So that's one thing. Another thing is, is we're looking at adding more video. So I'm, I'm aware that the YouTube channel isn't doing too great. Um, and that probably because the, you know, why would you go on YouTube and just watch an MP3 play do it? So we're looking at doing that. There is going to be the odd challenge with, you know, um, down download rate and, and broadband speed and all of that sort of stuff. And they'll just be normal audio interviews. But we are looking at upping that part. And also the idea is, is me doing a, a sort of after show review on the um on youtube as well where i talk about what i learned from it and what i got from the interview as well just to take it a little bit more depth from my perspective as well so that's also going to be happening and we've also got some um which is really exciting actually we've got some pop-up podcasting um going on i'm speaking to some event organizers we're looking at bringing a the the podcast to some of their events and doing some live interviews on the um, on the Facebook page. But what we'll be doing is is we'll just be focusing on the um, second part of the show type questions, and again picking up those those questions that really intrigue people about the challenges they face. You know, what's their favorite book? Because you know, as as people who are wanting to to develop that success IQ, you are looking at constantly developing and finding new books to read that is going to help you is are, are going to be extremely valuable to you. So that's something that's going on. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and also one of the efforts is, is to really crank up the effort on the Facebook page. I've kind of, I've not put the effort I should be putting on in that page. And I, I do apologize for that. But it would be great if you jumped over to the um, Success IQ Podcast Facebook page. Just look for Success IQ Podcast and um, like it where you'll find all the latest information. We're going to start doing some more Facebook Lives on there as well just to really get that momentum going and, and, and make it a great resource for people to, to get new things. So really, that's that's everything that's that's going on. And I think finally... It's just to say, again, a huge thank you for your support. You know, I'm, I know that time is precious and you guys have got so many different things. In fact, I, I know some close friends of mine who listen to the show and enjoy the show. They listen to me at two speed. Um, that must be um, extremely irritating is all I can say. I mean, I hate my voice at normal speed, so God knows what it would be like at uh, at two speed so but they find it easier to listen to the content so i'm not sure if that's a compliment to me or an insult to me because they don't like my voice at normal pace but you know we'll deal with that in a whole when when i next have a chat with them you know who you are um but anyway yeah it's just a, a great you know really thank you for your support and you know just if you could if you get the time if you could also just jump over to the youtube the itunes channel sorry and leave me a rating leave us me a review because it really does help me build the audience it they you know people look at the reviews and and see if it's any good or not and i'm trying to drive those reviews up as well so again just let me take this opportunity to wish you the greatest success thank you for joining me on my adventure i'm really looking forward to the next 12 months and um, with some great guests including we've got chris ducker We've got um, Nathan Hirsch. We've got a 
you know some amazing people on on the show so take care have an amazing week and i'll speak to you soon